how many know that we're still in January? <laughs> this has already been the longest month, <laughs> maybe of my life. Uh, all, all, the, all the various pressures that come, not just from a new year, but from you know, living in the times that we're living in, it just seems like every day's somewhat pressurized in, in our context of uh, having the Christian school, you know, managing coronavirus, the, the everyday reports of who's got it, who, you know, which class do I have to send an email out to, uh, to say this, this person's got it or that person's got it. I'm just, I'm ready for it to be over. How many are ready for it to be over? Now it, it, it yes. And uh, I mean, again, you know, welcome to life. You know, can you imagine, you know, if we're, you know, in England in the you know, 1500s and they're having bubonic plague or something, you know, <laughs> they're, they're thinking, man, this is bad. You know, my neighbors are dropping like flies. Uh, flies uh, you, you know, it was worse. Let's just say it was worse. So we have a lot to be thankful for, right? Uh, okay, so let's just be thankful and, and tell, tell me to shut up. Okay, uh, you know, stop, stop my kvetching about, uh, you know, just complaining about things that are light and momentary afflictions. Okay, but it was a long week, and, uh, but we're still in January. And so in January, I always like to get us back focused a little bit. Um, and so uh, I, always like, uh, I always like to land in a set of scriptures. So we've been in, in uh, the Gospel of Luke chapter 5 and taking a, sl- a slow walk through uh, chapter 5. And so the first message that uh, I, I talked about was the calling of Peter and, and his friends. And in that, we looked at that one of the things we want to be about this year is learning to listen to the little instructions of the Lord, because to tune our ears. Because as a disciple of Jesus, the, the most important thing is that we're hearing from the Lord and that we're obeying, as Leonard has already preached. Because the more we understand that, the, the, the more that we will have this fullness uh, of the Lord. And then last week, we talked about this, uh, Jesus healing the leper. So one of his first lessons was, uh, like, so he calls these guys, and then he says, okay, uh, now we're going to go take a walk. And he takes a walk, and he sees this leper, and he says, man, I got compassion on this person. But we, we looked at last week that uh, also we're the leper. You know, isn't it easy to go to point out there and go, oh, yeah, that's a leper. There's, a, there's lepers among us but not realizing that there's stuff dying on the inside of us as well. And Jesus comes to touch that too. And so uh, it, it, it encourages us to have uh, empathy, compassion for others and for ourselves. No matter, one of the things that came out last week in our sacred reading is that sometimes we feel like we're not measuring up to what God is, has been asking us of. How many have ever felt like you haven't measured up? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody sin this week? Okay, <laughs> today, this morning. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's like it's like I thought I was past that, and sometimes you realize that you're past most of it, but you haven't passed it all up. Okay, and then it. it so he tells this leper dude, uh, "I don't want you to tell anybody that I healed you," which is impossible, because when Jesus does something in your life, you got to tell somebody. And so I'm, I'm sure he just was like, I'll just tell my wife. And then he shut up after that. 
And then his wife said, you know, I used to be married to this guy <laughs> and his skin was falling off. And he met Jesus and then he was, he was completely healed and she couldn't stop talking. So anyway, it, le- it leads us to this verse. <laughs> this is real life, people. Okay, so it leads us to this verse. And so here's the verse and that kind of segues. And I was going to leave this verse 16 on there, but then I, I felt like the Holy Spirit as I was studying was like, save that one for its own week. So this is what it said. Yet the news about him spread all the more because of this guy and his wife. Uh, so that crowds of people came to hear him and, he, and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And last week I was going to like just put the tagline on there. But Jesus, you know, it got busy. But Jesus, you know, he just kind of scooted out and... He, he went off by himself uh, alone uh, to pray. I don't know. He might have his disciples. It just is making this comment here. But th- this is a comment that should stop us all in our tracks because, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. You meditate on that for a couple minutes and you realize that Luke is trying to help us understand that this is one of the most important discipleship principles you can ever get. If you spend time with Jesus, you grow. If you don't withdraw, and actually Maureen already preached my message too. I'm, t- I'm telling you, that's what I, I dislike about the sacred reading. We should do it after so, so that all of my points aren't, aren't like, like taken up. But it's okay because what, what it proves is that the Holy Spirit really is speaking to us specifically about the same thing. And so when we read the Word of God, uh, we, we understand this. So uh, as the Holy Spirit was talking to Maureen, the Bible speaks to all of us that one of the things we want to be about in this new year is, is ensuring that we return if we've left a time of drawing, withdrawing away to be with Jesus. And so that's what I'm talking about today, withdrawing to be with Jesus. Now, how many have ever struggled with a consistent drawing, uh, withdrawing away and being with Jesus? Anybody ever struggle with that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> now, there's a couple reasons for that, and we'll get to it, uh, which uh, Maureen's already told us about. But anyway, uh, we'll, 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 we'll try to highlight that a little bit more. But, I, but you know, in all the Gospels, it, it talks about the pattern of Jesus withdrawing so, you know, so that he could be with his father. And this is, is really the, to me, it's the crux of Christianity. When I first came to the Lord, uh, somebody said, you know, you got to learn how to be with Jesus. And I said, well, how did he do that? And they say, you see your Bible? Uh-huh. Go away. <laughs> and read this thing. And so, and, and so I did. I remember uh, I was working at the soup kitchen, and uh, it was a Catholic soup kitchen, which is okay, because Catholics are still okay, uh, because if you love Jesus, it doesn't matter what brand you are. Do you know that? Okay, so, so you know, it doesn't matter. So, and, but this gal, she, she, she gave me a Bible. I said I didn't have a Bible, and so she gave me this Bible, and it was called uh, the Living Bible. Now, it was a, a translation. It was thicker than other Bibles because they, like, added a bunch of words so you would understand it. And it was, like, super thick. And so every day I read through that, and about a week later I was done because I never realized that 
This was an incredible book. It was amazing that all you needed to do was read it and God would speak to you and you'd understand what God's heart was for you. And so, but I didn't do it every day until somebody said, you should start practicing doing this every day or at least often. It says, Jesus often withdrew. So that gives you a couple days off, doesn't it? But there's a pattern here. It was often. It wasn't just like, you know, once a year he took a retreat. He knew that the work, that he was so busy. He was so busy. Anybody busy here? Uh, Okay. I know. I took on a third job this week uh, because one of our teachers was out. And so I, I was the substitute teacher. So, you know, it's like three jobs, you know. That's not counting my job at home. Uh, Everybody, everybody has a job at home. I don't know if you saw the Babylon Bee it says, it, it, this week about the man who took time off so he could go work for his wife uh, at home. <laughs> anyway, you should check that out. If you, don't, if you don't subscribe to Babylon Bee, you should. Now, so let's, <laughs> so let's get back to the message. <laughs> so we're all busy. We live in a busy place. In fact, when, I, when, I first, when we first started the church over here, uh, the, the first thing I noticed was that people in the Silicon Valley are busier than people in, in uh, Santa Cruz. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe it's because we don't have a beach here. Uh, but I just didn't seem to be as, as busy. I was totally mellow. But as soon as I came over here, I, the, the scripture that came to my mind was, was more bricks, less straw. And I realize it really is a spirit over our valley. It's more bricks, less straw all the time. And the only way to, to, to break that is to, to answer it in the opposite spirit. We, we can't say, okay, I'm just going to get better. I've tried that for a number of years. It's like, I'm just going to get faster. I'm going to multitask everywhere. Like right now, I'm, I'm thinking about dinner. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you guys are thinking, man, he's really on it today. But I'm, I'm like, no, I'm over here too. But part of what we want to be about and what I wanted to cultivate was a culture that, that rested, that practiced more silence, that slowed down, which is totally unusual for people like us, Right? Okay, so it says that he often withdrew uh, because it's important for us to take time out just as it was important for Jesus. He had to get with the Father so he could find out what was going on. Now, I was thinking about this. Uh, I have this, uh, this app that I use regularly, and, and here's, here's uh, it, it, it has these, these five. I won't tell you what it is because it used to be very inexpensive, but now it's expensive. And I, I still have it, but uh, I, I use it regularly. And, and here, are the, here are the different buttons you can push. Rescue. Reboot. Recharge. Ignite. Now here you're all like, man, I need that Ignite one. You know, I'm tired all the time. Uh, but all of us need rescue, Right? Times of rescue. I mean, Jesus, I mean, was Jesus good? I, I don't mean just like a good person, but you think Jesus could have just stayed out there healing all, all day, forever? Do you think he had like this unlimited power? And even with his limitlessness, he said, man, I'm, I'll see you guys. I'm on my way. 
because he knew he had to recharge. He had to reboot. He, he, need, he didn't need rescue, but, uh, and he didn't need ignite. Sometimes we, we need, but for us, the only way we're going to keep our spiritual life vibrant is for us to take times away often to withdraw. You guys with me? Got it? Get it? You know, the, the scripture that we read about understanding the depth and love and breadth and everything of, of Jesus, it doesn't come from sermons. It doesn't come from listening to the radio, podcasts. It doesn't come from listening to your worship music, even though I love all that stuff and I do all that stuff. It comes from sitting in the presence of God and saying, Lord, what do you need to say to me? And what's funny is that the Lord's not so much after changing your life from the outside of being a better person. He's not about addressing all your sin. How many know your sin when you sin? <laughs> oh, it's pretty quick. He's like, hey, there it is. <laughs> you know? He's like, oh, I really need you to get silent so I can show you that. <laughs> he, he doesn't, I don't need silence for that. I know when I'm messed up. What we need silence for is to hear him say, I love you. To hear him say, oh, no, did you hear me say I love you? You didn't understand it because you haven't come to the fulfillment of understanding that. When I spend time with Jesus, I'm not looking for instruction. I used to because as a pastor, it's like, oh, God, where are you taking this church? (laughs) He's <laughs> like, I build the church. Last time I checked, I'm the one that puts the people in it. I'm the one that fills them with the Spirit. I'm the one. It's like, I thought I was the head. No, if you read, it says, I'm the head of the church. Okay, so you just relax and speak words that I tell you to speak. And then I, you know, of course, I always hope, Lord, is this what you want to you know, spend most of the time? Is this what you wanted to say? And you guys have to figure that out. Anyway. Uh, but Jesus wants Olejita. us. Oh, it's just Maria. You have to mute Maria again. Maria, she's, hi, Maria. She's out there. She's going, why am I in the middle of your sermon? Because you're on Zoom. Okay, anyway, back to where I was. My second point's about distractions, and I'm going to get I'm going to get there. Maybe I should just get there right now. Point number one: Jesus wants to be with you more than you want to be with Him. Okay, number two: Let's talk about uh, let's talk about this, uh, distractions. We the reason that we don't spend more time withdrawing with God is because of all of the distractions and the busyness of our life. And they come in various forms. They come through Zoom calls. They come through texts. They come through notifications, Facebook notifications. They, they come through a thousand different ways. Kids, you know, my wife screaming down the hallway. So, like, Honey, did you get that? Yeah, I mean, the, the, has it ever happened to you? you know, sometimes I'm listening to a podcast, and Jendi's in the bedroom, and I'm in the kitchen, and she'll be talking to me. And I'll say, babe, I can't hear you. It's the same with the Lord. You know, we've got our earbuds in. We're all listening to our stuff. (laughs) And he's like, hello, down the hall. (laughs) I'm trying to speak to you. Take them out. Unplug. 
come away. So we have our outside distractions, and you could, I'm sure I could ask you and you guys could reiterate many, 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 many of them for us. But we also, when we get alone with God, I don't know if, if this happens to you, but when I get along with God, then all my internal distractions start coming out. And boy, there's a lot of them. My brain is full of internal distractions. <laughs> because as soon as you're like, oh, I'm going to spend time with the Lord, right? Didn't you? Yesterday, Maureen, I could ask you, I could interview you about your time away with the Lord. And, and it's like, ah, I'm finally here, Lord. You tell me how much you love me. And then you're thinking, oh, did I have jury duty this week? Which is actually something that happened to me. I hope you're not listening. I know they're, you, the government's listening to everything I say all the time. But, but somehow or another, I missed jury duty this week. But when I got with the Lord, I realized, was that this week? <laughs> and then I checked. It's like, yep, that was this week. Uh, anyway. I miss jury duty, so if they're coming for me, I'm here, I'm ready. Uh, so, anyway, where was I? So you get distracted, you're trying to be with Jesus, and, and then the stuff comes up, and they say, next Tuesday, is that a dentist appointment? It's like, was I supposed to, you know, the bills come, and there's, you start getting your stuff, and I'm going to talk about how we can get rid of all that, but there's a million of them. Uh, or, or you're just feeling bad. It's like, oh, man, I just don't, you know. It's like, I can't even be with God. I, I wasn't with him all last week or last month, or last year. It's like, I wonder what he'll say. And you start getting in your own head about stuff instead of coming to the Lord and saying, okay, let's put those things away. But there's one more distraction. There's the spiritual distraction. I am telling you, anytime you try to get closer to God, Satan wants to keep you from that. And so you're going, I'm, I'm really having a hard time getting away often with God. Do you think there's an, something else? There's another, there, there might be something else going on? Because God knows and Satan knows that if you start spending more time with the Lord, he's going to start transforming your life. He's going to start giving you insight, revelation. You're going to, you're going to come alive. And so you've got to realize that drawing, that Jesus was modeling for us this thing that he had to do, he wanted to do it too because he wanted to have an intimate relationship with the Father, but he had to do it because he knew that this was how we defeat the devil. How many like to defeat the devil in your life? Yeah, all right, woo, you know, I mean, we will have power together. What's that power for? Yeah. You know, Jesus, it says, this is Jesus' job description. He went about doing good and destroying all the works of the, of the devil. Okay? I want to see that happen in my life. I want to see that happen in your life. And you guys online, I want to see it happen in your life too. You thought I forgot you. Okay. So, how do we do this? We're here in the new year. It's a great time to re-energize your time with the Lord. Yes? Amen? You know, we all got excuses. I've got, I've got some excuses. In fact, um, um, every, every year, this, this is one of my 
journals. I, I actually, my library, I, since I've gone mostly digital in my library lately, uh, I, I'm running out of books. But there's certain physical books that I have that I will never get rid of because they're not on Kindle yet. Uh, but these are my devotions over the last few years, and I actually have, you know, I've got a lot of them. And, it, and it's kind of fun because I've been, I've been actively uh, journaling my spiritual walk since about 1983. That sounds like a long time, doesn't it? Um, except there's, there, there are some blanks. <laughs> there, there's some b- blank times or, or, or you'll see it. When I die, you guys will get my books, and somebody will, somebody will get them. <laughs> somebody else will say, what is this? And then throw it out. But, uh, but regardless, <laughs> it, it, you'll, you'll find my journals, and it, and, it, and it tracks my spiritual life as I've spent with, time with God for the last 35 years or so. And you, you'll see some progression. You'll, you'll see that I used to be way more spiritual when I was in my 20s. Why? Why? Because I had less distractions. I lived in Santa Cruz. I had no girlfriend, no dog, nothing. I, it was just me and God. And you'll say, "Man, that guy was like Je- was like Jesus." And and then he got married. He was he was still like Jesus. Got some kids. Started losing it. <laughs> anyway, I I I just brought this to remind me. But I I, I got to tell you that in the last couple of years, you'll see. Way less entries in my journals. And so I'm talking to myself. I'm not talking to you guys. But I want, I want me to re-energize my pattern of being with Jesus. And that doesn't necessarily include journaling, but for me, it does. So how are we going to do it? Um, I've reminded you of this probably every year for many years. But uh, you have to know when you're going to do it. Some people are morning people. Who's a morning person? Okay, hate you. Uh, now, and the rest of us, who's an evening person? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, uh, right, I know. Yeah, who, are, who is neither? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Who's a lunch person? <laughs> I'm about wake, I'm awake by lunch. But we have to find times that fit, our, that fit us to spend time with the Lord. Now, I know that, that if you're really spiritual, you spend at least an hour a day with the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Beth, for knowing that that was a joke. <laughs> That's what they taught me when, when I was first a Christian. They said, if you're not spending an hour a day with God, it's like, what are you doing? What's, you know, what's wrong with you? What, you? You are messed up in your life. And so I was really good because, it, because Jesus at one time did say, could you not tarry with me for an hour? And there's been whole books on that. And that's the minimum. I mean, if you can't show, you know, but then you look and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of like Peter. I'm like, the reason he said that was because he was asleep. He couldn't even handle a few minutes. So the reason I say this is I want to encourage you to find a time, some morning, some evening, some lunch, some two o'clock, some when you get off work, set a timer. And say, see, God invented these things so we would remember to be with him. And set a timer and say, this is my time. Set a notification. The one notification that can distract you is the one that pops up and says, now's the time to spend with Jesus. So just go ahead and, and put that down. Now's the time to spend with Jesus. Now, 
make sure it repeats a couple of times. Because the first time you see it, you're going, yeah, that's right. I said I was going to do that. And then it repeats. You say, no, I really said I was going to do it. Do do you want to do it? I should ask you, do you want to do that? Do you want to spend time with Jesus regularly? Now, I'll give you two days off. You can can kill it a couple days. But just set it for seven and say, in the morning, if you don't have this pattern already, and, and have it remind you. Because this is the most important reminder of your life. Do you know that all the other things you're going to do in this life, pretty much in a hundred years, will be forgotten. But the one thing that won't be forgotten was the time you spent with Jesus. He's going to say, ah, remember when we were spending time together? (laughs) You're going to get to heaven. He's going to say, remember that time? And you're going to say, yes, I am so glad I spent that time with you. That'd be exciting. Okay, so you have to know when. You have to know where. Jesus went to lonely places. It could be the desert. It could be, he went somewhere where he wasn't going to be distracted. The television wasn't on. Okay? He had to go to a place with no electricity. No, you don't have to do that. But really, if you don't know where you're going, you won't, you won't find a pattern. And so I, I've, got my, I've got my places. You have a place. Now, for some of you, it might be in your car. For some of it, you might have to take a walk. It's like, I'm just going to go walk with Jesus for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I'm going to go be with him. But you have to have a place. Um, you have to have a timer or a trigger if, until you build a habit. You know, I used to always do my thing in the morning, but pandemic kind of messed up my morning. Uh, so... And I, I got out of routine, seriously. And it's like, oh, I got to get, I got to get on it. I got to get there earlier <laughs> because, because different things are happening. Okay. And I put that here. One more pattern is the why. Is not forgetting why you want to be with Jesus. It's not to get anything from him. I don't think Jesus said, oh, I got to get, man. That's right. My devotions is on my list today. Oh, I got to be with the Father. Uh, what a task. The joy of his life was to know how wide and deep and wide and breath, the breath and what was it that he was doing on the earth and how he could participate in being with him. Okay, quick mechanics and then I'll close. Um, spending time with the Lord uh, it is important. I, I always, I always you, once you've got your time and your place and your reminder, uh, it's good to take your Bible. Because we learn to hear from God the more we read this. Because when God wants to speak, He usually speaks through His Word. Like this week, I know I don't have a lot of time and I won't digress too much. Every once in a while, I'll read the news about California. And I'll say to myself, Lord, where can I run? Where can I go? Not from your presence, but where can I go from California? <laughs> and, and, and so I'm in my, my time with the Lord, and, and I'm reading. And the Lord just starts speaking to me. Why are, you, why are you finding an exit plan? What did I call you to? I called you to a place. Really here in beautiful, sunny California? This is terrible. (laughs) Have you not read the papers about our governor? 
And he just said, settle, resettle in. Because see, it's just like the enemies like, wanting to fog your mind with plans that are not part of his calling. Instead, just said, you know. So it was just one of those things. He just dropped it in my spirit and said, settle in. Yeah. All right, good. I'm good, so I'm not looking for a house in Florida right now. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a while for me to get what the Lord is really saying. Uh, but he speaks through his word, you know, dwell faithfully in the land, Psalm 37. That's how it is. Okay. Uh, back to the mechanics. Take your Bible. Take, take something to write in. Take a journal. You never know. God might say something to you that, you know, that you'll want to... Uh, here again. Uh, this is 2007, and uh, I, w- I was getting a kick out of some of these. I was like, oh, Lord, you're funny. Anyway, you, 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 can, you can read about your own life, and you go, wow, I was really thinking that with the Lord. Um, take something that you can notate all the distractions in your mind, not as part of your journal, but take your calendar or take a piece of paper and say, every time I want to spend time with the Lord, but right now, Something's popping in my mind, and I, and I write it down. It's like, okay, don't forget jury duty. <laughs> no, that's, okay, that's, that's too late. Okay, so take a notepad. Uh, maybe if you're going to take, now some of you can't live without, can you, anybody live without your, with your phone? No, I didn't think so. So instead, set yourself up with your Bible app on the front page and your worship music on your front page, so that if you go to turn it, say, oh, man, there's my Bible, and there's the music. Because sometimes, you know, there's different ways to get into the presence of the Lord. Worship music is a great opportunity. Okay. Now we're going to get to Hector. The reason, one of the reasons we do this is, we, is because we do it together, not alone. You know, some people come to church because to find out if the pastor has been with the Lord. Have you been with the Lord this week? Bring us the word. <laughs> you know, we pray, oh Lord, oh Lord, may the pastor have a good word today. It's like, but the way that the body of Christ is designed is that we're all supposed to experience the love and the breadth and the wideness and the depth of the love of God so that when we come together, we are all sharing what the Lord is saying to our life, about our life, right? So I can say this week, yeah, the Lord spoke to me and said, don't leave California. Darn. <laughs> I know, I have a miserable life. Uh, but what did the Lord say to you? So when we come together, I, we should ask each other, so did the Lord speak anything to you this week? Number one thing he spoke to me this week was, Spend time with me. Come away with me. Come to me. And you'll be recharged. So with that, my vision, I want you guys to bring the vibrancy of Jesus with you together so that we can share this together. It, it, that's, you know, that's the glory of really spending time with the Lord is once you've spent time with you, you're like, that was so awesome. Why did why don't I do that more often? So here's our commitment. Closing with this: Are you guys in? It's a new year. Good time to get started. Uh, there isn't a time commitment. You can spend five minutes with the Lord, ten minutes with the Lord, fifteen minutes with the Lord, an hour, ten hours, the whole day. 
a weekend. There's, there's no rules. But there's an invitation. And the invitation is, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. <laughs> and some of you guys need Jesus. All right. With that, let's pray. Lord, we are grateful that you have documented in this gospel that you got away and to remind us that we need to get away. And not away away, but just that we would spend time with you. And uh, all of us can admit that we're distracted and we're kept by forces within us and outside of us from really being with you so that we can enjoy our relationship with you, enjoy intimacy, and truly learn about love, joy, peace, and the life that you've called us to. And I pray that this morning we would say yes to you, to spending regular time, often, of being with Jesus. We have the tools. We have the message. We have your spirit in our heart that's drawing us, constantly saying, come away with me, my beloved. And Lord, with that word, uh, we say yes to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, next week, here's your lesson. Come with something that the Lord has spoken to you through your time alone with him, and, uh, and we'll ask you. That'll be our commitment. All right? And uh, for those of you, before we check out online, if you guys are still with us, um, you can always email us in. But also, uh, we, we've been, uh, we made a commitment to prayer uh, uh, e- each week. Uh, over these last three months, and we've been praying regularly, but we're running out of things. God's answered all, most of our prayers so far. And so uh, if you have a prayer request that you would like us to pray on with you, uh, please please uh, email it to me uh, or anything at info at valleylife.org, wherever. Stu Nice at Gmail. Come and get me. Uh, All right, with that, I'm signing off with you guys. Uh, The rest of us are going to share what God's doing in our heart and have lunch together. So God bless you. Have a great week, and we'll see you soon. All right, bye-bye.